Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We are just wrapping up the one o'clock hour here on Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Friday. I hope you're having a good one out there as we have continued our coverage of the Apollo 11 anniversary. I wanted to bring on Jim Ryan from ABC News, who's uh, been wall to wall with a lot of the celebrations going on around the United States. Uh, Jim, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Boyd, I bet there are celebrations going on in Salt Lake City, uh, for example, all over the country. If they have any sort of space exhibit at the local museum, uh, Hanson Planetarium, maybe, if that still exists, I don't know. But I, I'm sure that there are going things going on there. But here in Houston, at the Johnson Space Center, and at Space Center Houston right next door, you can it's palpable. You can walk in, and people are very excited about this anniversary. There are videos going all the time, big displays set up. They have refurbished and renovated the old mission control room to make it look exactly the way it did 50 years ago wow. when the Apollo mission was going up. Boy, it's fascinating. Wow, that's uh, that's exciting. That's got to be almost a little breathtaking to uh, to imagine what that day must have been like. As you've watched that kind of roll out, Jim, what uh, what what are the what's what's kind of the buzz? What are people really talking about? What are the real compelling memories that people are having about Apollo 11? Well, I mean, a lot of folks, obviously, who uh, are around now were not around then. So many of the visitors, probably most of the visitors, in fact, had not been born people who were around here and working on this project at the time, uh, reminiscing about it, talking about the importance that they saw back then, and not without some disappointment that people have not gone back to the moon since the, well, the last 40 years or so. So I think there is that sense of disappointment and then the feeling that maybe more should have been done with this. Uh, President Trump said today that he still intends to put people on uh, the moon again by 2024 and somewhere on Mars at some point after that. So I mean, it's still a part of the national conversation, uh, but, you know, all these years after Apollo 11 went up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have ABC's Jim Ryan joining us from Houston, uh, looking at a lot of the celebrations going on this week around Apollo 11. Uh, Jim, we, we played some segments earlier today of Utah, former Utah uh, Senator Jake Garn, uh, first senator in oh, yeah. space. Uh, although I do think there's a lot of people around the country who would like to send all of Congress into space somewhere, <laughs> uh, maybe without a return ticket. Uh, but, but he also expressed uh, a little frustration there in terms of we haven't done more, we haven't gone farther. Uh, 
he also talked about being this little kid from a, a small town in Utah. He actually snuck across the border to Idaho was the first time he got out of the state of Utah. And then to be circling the globe was a, a big thing. There, there's a lot of personal stories uh, as it relates yeah. to the Apollo program. What are some of those that are jumping out for you this week? Well, I mean, I'll tell you my own. Uh, I was sitting cross-legged on the floor of the living room in Pocatello, Idaho, and watching that when I was six years old. And it was just amazing to see that happening. But uh, to hear folks here, uh, you know, at, at NASA talking about it and having a hands-on involvement with it and knowing that the uh, how important this was, the work that they were doing at the time. And yet, in a lot of cases, if they were there in the control room, they watched the first steps on the moon. They couldn't celebrate yet because they knew they still had to get the, those two uh, crew members up off the surface of the moon and back up to the uh, to the orbiter. So their their celebration had to hold off, but certainly they're celebrating now. Yeah, and uh, and what what moments that must have been uh, in terms of just intensity, uh, as you said, Jim. The uh, you know each little step was was an amazing success, a historic success, and yet they knew we still got 47 more things we've got to do to get these guys all the way back home. Right. Yeah, Buzz Aldrin described it as a daisy chain. If one thing goes wrong, the whole thing falls apart. And somehow those thousands and thousands of daisy chains from the, the time of uh, liftoff, the launch of Apollo 11, until splashdown back in the ocean in the Pacific, everything worked. Every piece of calculation and everything, everything mechanically worked somehow. Yeah, we were talking earlier about uh, the the moments uh, just before they landed where the uh, automatic pilot sort of took over and was taking them uh, far afield. That had to be a uh, a moment that a lot of people are talking about where, as you said, that daisy chain really could have uh, collapsed and unraveled in a hurry. Sure, yeah, and, and uh, those stories are all over the place here and things I think that maybe people either forgot about, maybe even never knew, knew about, but that are shared among the NASA community here as uh, instrumental and, and, and pivotal moments that could have gone wrong but didn't go wrong. And the result, of course, was that uh, Neil Armstrong stepped off the ladder and put his foot down on the moon. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we've got just another minute or so with uh, ABC's Jim Ryan. Always appreciate uh, Jim's voice and, and uh, expertise on uh, on so many different things. Uh, but, Jim, one of the one of the things I saw a cartoon on this yesterday uh, that, you know, soon after the uh, the moon landing, the the saying began, you know, we can put a man on the moon, but <laughs> and then fill in the blank. You know, we can't solve health care. We can't deal with immigration. We can't secure the border. Uh, it, you can put just about anything in there. Uh, I wanted to ask you and get your perspective, Jim. Do you think there is something out there? Is there some challenge, some goal that could really unite the nation the way the Apollo program did? That's a great question. I'm not sure there is, because if you look at it in, 19, in the 1960s, and when President Kennedy laid down the challenge that there would be on the moon before the end of the decade, and Americans did it. You know, it took a lot of expertise. It also took a lot of money. And back then, the NASA budget was about 5% of the overall national budget. 5%. Mm. Now it's something like half a percent. And so people were invested in this uh, program. The Americans were in spirit, in mind, but also financially. Now, Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos, other billionaires are doing the, the work that used to be done by Americans collectively. So I'm not sure there is that project out there that, that, that we can all rally around. Yeah. And one final, one final thought uh, from you, Jim. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I, I heard one uh, interview uh, with Neil Armstrong when he was talking about the the phrase Ed Bradley, uh, longtime uh, CBS 60 Minutes reporter, 
uh, asked him about the one small step, one giant leap, uh, and what really inspired that. And I thought it was interesting that he immediately referenced the the four hundred thousand plus individuals yep. that worked on the project. That's uh, that's some real leadership. That's some interesting perspective for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he didn't take all the credit himself. He was able to and willing to spread it around to all those people. Four hundred thousand people working not only at NASA but at something like two hundred and fifty uh, private companies around the country that were involved in the contracts for that. Again, look at today's. Uh, space uh, industry or space complex, I think something like 6,000 people work at SpaceX, you know, launching rockets and putting cargo up. Uh, Fewer than that even work at Blue Origins, the the, uh, Jeff Bezos company. And so uh, we are doing more, but with a lot less, a lot less money and a lot fewer people. And again, I think that plays into the thinking that these things are being done by a very select few and not by the country as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Well, very good. Well, Jim Ryan, always appreciate your perspective and your insight. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it, Boyd. All right. That's Jim Ryan from ABC News uh, discussing the Apollo 11 anniversary. He's down there in Houston. Uh, love the fact that they've uh, got mission control exactly the way it was uh, on the uh, Tomorrow, tomorrow's the official 50th anniversary of the landing on the moon. And again, just an extraordinary achievement in human history, uh, certainly in American history. And one that uh, I'm not sure what we do next. Uh, it's, it's been a long time. You wonder about the future of the, the space program. As Jim mentioned, uh, we're, it's only about a half a percent of the, the national budget anymore. It used to be over 5%. That's an interesting figure. And uh, I, I just wonder, one, I wonder what we're going to do in space, uh, what that really means, how we do that. Uh, but then more importantly, what is there out there that can really unite the nation in an extraordinary way? And will we ever have a leader? I don't care about political party. I don't care about business acumen. Uh, will we have someone who can call the nation together and that the nation will respond to and say, yep, I can get behind that and get excited about it? So. Anyway, that's uh, that's where my mind is going as we roll into this weekend, 50th anniversary of Apollo 11. All right, time to step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, we'll have the great Herb Scribner from the Deseret News join us, talk about uh, what's going to happen next in the presidential race, what's happening online. So don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, right here on Inside Sources, KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.